Hi everyone and welcome back to the Swearing Mamas podcast. My name is Lauren and today I will have a guest with me. Who is it? You don't know yet unless you read the title and then you probably know, but it's my husband Seth. Hello. (laughs) Um, But before I get started with that, um, I had a few things that I wanted to let you guys know about. So first of all, we just now had our one year anniversary, uh, Swearing Mamas did. So (laughs) yeah, we've been around for a year now. I kind of thought, I don't know, I thought I would know by like the episode number because we do one a week, but I was looking down at the date to see like, well, when is it coming up? And it actually just now passed. So I think in the beginning days, we didn't necessarily post every single week. And now we do. So it's so funny that I looked and it was literally like last week. So happy anniversary to us. Um, so yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening. If you've been around that long or if you're new, we're really happy you're here. Um, cool. And then another thing I wanted to let you guys know is uh, we always share like those mom tips and everything. I actually got one that I wanted to share with you guys from Jamie. So it says, mom hack, use the cover your baby's crib sheets came in to keep your diaper bag diapers organized and kept together. And it's actually really cute because the thing that the crib sheet comes in, it's usually like the same print as the crib sheet itself. And it's like nice and soft and everything. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, what a cute idea, and I love it. So, that was my exciting mom hack of the week. Um, and then, I also, last week we read some responses, so I asked you guys for um, some funny stories if you had any, and I asked you guys, um, what is one thing that you would want your kids to know in the future? And I told you to keep sending your responses if you have any, because we'll always read them on future episodes, which is still true. If you guys have any stories, parenting tips that you found, um, or things that you, you know, messages you'd want your kid to hear in the future, or really anything that you want to share, you can send it to us on social media at Swearing Mamas. You can email at SwearingMamas at gmail.com. Um... Or you can even send us a voice clip on Anchor if you want to leave us a message and we will we can embed it into our episode. Uh, but anyway, so I did receive two more responses for that question. So first one comes from Sky on Twitter at Here in Mamahood. She said, I want my daughter to know how to love herself and to know how important it is to and also that I love her dearly. And am age-appropriate and open book that she can come to me with anything at all, seriously, anything. Um, And then she also shared um, that she has a a hashtag for her daughter with, like, her first and middle name. Um, So, one, she has, like, a little, kind of like a scrapbook that she can look back through. And then, two, so that one day her daughter herself can look through and see all of the memories and pictures. So, uh, I thought that was a really cute idea as well. Um, so yeah. Seth is sitting there and I know you're dying to tell the story about Oliver's hashtag. Sure. Cause I mean, we, we did do that. Uh, pictures of Oliver, we hashtag his first and middle name 
And there is an, an artist in the world who uses the same hashtag for all of his art. And he messaged both Lauren and myself asking us to go through and change all of the hashtags so that way pictures of our family wouldn't show up while he was trying to look at the pictures of his art. And I... So cool! Respectfully declined. So that was funny. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, that was super cute from Sky. So thank you for sending it. And I, I know we have many years until it happens, but I am just so excited to hear uh, what she'll think of when she can finally see it or you know like even parents who have made their kids like an in their own instagram or different things i'm so interested to see uh what those kids think of it when they're old enough to look back i also saw where um someone like made an email account for their kid and would send emails instead of writing letters um so yeah those are all really cool ideas and then the other response i received was on facebook from elizabeth she said, I want my girls to learn that they set the temperature of a room and not the other way around. To never let anyone bring you down, but you have the ability to raise, raise others up by simply being a light of kindness. And her funny story was a four-year-old runs up to me and cries that she doesn't want her little brother playing pirates with them. I explained that we include everyone and to let him play some part of the game. She took a good five seconds, smiles, then runs back yelling, Okay, you can play the anchor. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so that is all the intro I have. Seth, are you so excited to jump in? Woohoo. You look really excited. You can hear it in my voice. <laughs> um, so yeah, the... If you guys missed, Seth was on an episode before um, when we talked about, like, you know, being a dad and things. Uh, it was, what, a few months ago? Yeah. So, I don't know if there have been any changes in your life or any kind of updates or anything that you'll have to add this week. But more specifically, what we're talking about this week is actually mom guilt. Parent guilt. I'm not a mom. Well, you're going to tell us about, you know, mom guilt from your perspective too. But yeah, we're going to talk about if dads have it and different things like that too. So first thing first, uh, anyone hasn't, if you've somehow had a kid and you've stumbled upon our nice little podcast here and don't know what mom guilt is, that's great. I don't know how you've done it, <laughs> but uh, for those people out there who might not know, I'm going to go ahead and just read. Uh, this is a site called Active Kids. It says, Mom guilt is the feeling of guilt, doubt, anxiousness, or uncertainty experienced by mothers when they worry they're failing or falling short of expectations in some way. For many moms, particularly new, working, or single moms, the variables that contribute to this phenomenon are numerous and intense. So... That's what that is. <laughs> um, so, first things first, since you said it, parent guilt, Seth, have you had any of that sort of type of feeling as a dad? I mean, yeah. Well, tell me about it. Should give a specific example or just like an overall viewpoint on the thing or... 
Um, so, like, for a lot of moms, they can feel it when they have to choose something else that's not their kid. Like, maybe it's they're choosing to go to work, and you might be choosing that for your kid, but the fact that you're not there with your kid could cause some mom guilt, or, um, yeah, it could be big things like that, or little things, like, sometimes if I have, like, a cookie or something, and I don't save a bite for Oliver, I'll, like, feel a little bad. (laughs) It's all kind of things big and small, so, yeah, I don't know. Have you felt, when have you felt that? I mean, one example is when I was in the restaurant industry, (laughs) and I would work 10 and a half to 13-hour days or whatever. I mean, some days I would, like, he would be asleep when I left, and then he would be in bed when I got home. So I would have to go a day without seeing him or hugging him or, you know, telling him I love him or whatever. And that, Mm. I mean, that sucked. Yeah. I felt bad about it, you know? Um, or even just days when like you're really stressed out and overwhelmed and he's giving you a hard time. I feel bad that I can't be there to help you or help him one way or another. So that's like husband guilt. (laughs) I I guess so. Yeah. But, um, or just little things, you know, when you go to the store or whatever and it's just me and him hanging out, but I'm exhausted and not in the mood to play with them or whatever which he's great at playing independently Uh, but ding 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 you found one of the biggest ones (laughs) when you don't play with the kid right yeah i have that one i don't play with him that much like he does mostly play on his own yeah or even when we are playing and then I stop and he starts like crying and whining, like I don't feel like bad, bad because it's like I can't pick you up and swing you around for a half hour. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's also it, it just sucks to see him all pathetic breaking down on the floor, just like play with me. Right. Well, it's like, you know, that he's doing that to elicit a response like he's yeah, he's upset that you're not still picking him up but like he stopped he's crying because he thinks that'll make you do it right so it's like you know that it's he's not really that sad but it feels so sad to you exactly (laughs) yeah i feel that he actually like our kid really is like an independent like when he when we go out to play dates this kid will play on his own. When we're at the park with other kids, he'll try to leave the park. He wants to play in the parking lot. Um, <laughs> we were at a birthday party today, and he just sort of sat by himself and played with the toys while there were, you know, other kids running around all around him. Hey, he mostly wanted to go up and down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> he really likes stairs. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, the point is, obviously, like, those are the best playmates because they're other kids versus, like... I'm probably not really not that great at playing trucks or something. And uh, if he's not interested in them, I mean, he really is independent. And, like, I try and read to him. And what what would you – how would you describe our reading experience with Oliver? Last time I tried to read – maybe not last time, but recently when I tried to read it to him, I got one page in, and then he shut the book, like, on my hand and said, no. <laughs> but, like, I don't worry that he won't be – 
intelligent because he does like to read just by himself. And he puts the book facing the right direction. Yeah, I mean, sometimes <laughs> when he's, you know, being like suspiciously quiet in his room and I'll run in to check on him and he's just sitting there flipping through a book. And um, back when he was much, much younger, like only a few months old, he would let me read to him, of course, and I would always point to the words on the page. It's like one of the things they recommend, you know, to sort of... Uh, like prep your baby's brain, really prime that brain, prime it for learning. Um, so, you know, I would point to each word as I read it. Well, now that he doesn't let us read, he will still point on the book. So when we walk in there and he's holding the book and it's facing the right direction, he's looking at the pages and he's pointing to the words. So he has no idea what it says, but you know, I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean... I have to remind myself that all the time. I'm like, okay, well, I shouldn't really feel so bad that I'm not reading to him that often because he doesn't want me to, he doesn't let me read to him. He doesn't even, so like, one of my friends, um, she has, we talk about this sometimes, and she said that, like, with her son, he also doesn't want her to fully read to him, but he likes her to describe what's on the page. So I was like, huh, okay. So I tried to do that to Oliver. Nope, he does not want any part, reading is a private thing for him. (laughs) So that helps me to feel better, but of course that like feeling of the mom guilt or I guess in this situation parent guilt <laughs> is still like just there. And it's like why am I feeling this way? I I know why we don't read. Like if he loved reading, we'd do it every night. Um and I think playing is is very much the same for him. So I just don't often make the effort to get on the floor and try and play with him because he's just not interested in whatever I've got to offer. Um, but every once in a while, I feel really bad. and So, I mean, I do make an effort sometimes to get down and chase him, tickle him, or show him how to do something on a toy or whatever. But, yeah, I don't know. That's a hard one. Yeah. What other times have you found? Uh, well, more, more recently, there was when I, uh, left that carpet stain remover at the foot of the bed and he got into our room and I mean, he was holding it or whatever, like nothing happened, but it's still like, I found, ow, (laughs) I found him, uh, with the carpet stain remover and it's pet friendly, but I don't think it's a snack. (laughs) Um, and yeah, he was holding it. He didn't eat any, though. So, everything's fine, but, yeah, Seth had left it out. And I think the sprayer was turned off, too. No, he got some on his hand. Oh. I think, well, I don't know, I think that thing, okay, let's just pause and talk about spray bottles. Why are they all jacked up? All spray cleaners, the nozzle is weird. Like, one setting does, like, a oozing, there's, like, ooze setting, where it's just, like, out the bottom. There's one setting that does nothing, and then there's one setting that does streams of, like, dot, drops. But there's not really, like, a good mist. Interesting theory. That's my uh, TED Talk on spray bottles. I feel enlightened. Anyway. But, yeah, you know, I mean, that definitely feel guilty about that kind of thing, because I think all of... 
I think the biggest thing is when when you start thinking about all of the negative what ifs. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. that's really when when the when the guilt sets in. But at the same time, it's like, well, none of those things did happen, so I guess I shouldn't feel bad. I should just learn from this and prevent it from happening in the future. Yeah. <sighs> yes. Um. So, do you like? Do you feel like your experiences with it are like the same as mine, or what do you observe? I mean, that's. I doubt it. Hmm. I mean, mostly just, I mean, you are probably more empathetic than I am, but also you spend more time with him. And also I think you guys probably have a closer bond than I do with him just because of like nursing and things like that. And the womb times. Well, yeah. And the womb times and the fact that, you know, he, he grew inside of you. Like a little parasite. Yeah, exactly. So no, I'm I'm sure that moms generally as, you know, just as a general statement probably feel it on a more severe degree than a, than a dad does, but Oh yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you why else? I think we get a bigger, heavier dose of the mom guilt. Go for it, dude. <laughs> because uh and one of our earliest episodes was on the mental load and how moms tend to carry the bulk of it. And I think that leaves so much room for more and more guilt to come in because, like, you might, like, for you, you don't really ever have to think about, like, medical decisions and things because I've made almost all of them. But then sometimes I have to feel bad, like, you know, when he was exclusively nursing, we had to give him vitamin D, so of course if I put him to bed and forgot to give it to him, I could feel guilty about that, you know, or just different, all kinds of different things, like, and that's just medical decisions, but like, there are all kinds of different things that I think that mothers just end up handling uh, more, and the more that you're in charge of, like, the more room there is for you to feel bad. Yeah. That that makes sense. I mean, that, that sounds about right. Yeah. So, that kind of sucks. And I think that's why it's... it's there's another reason why it's so important for uh, the second parent, whether whoever you are, whatever kind of family you guys have. Um, but that the other caretaker to really, like, make an active decision to, like, step up and take some of that burden on, even if it's not your instinct to just think about things like I've mentioned to you that, like, you don't typically say, like, oh, Oliver needs a bath today. But, like, that's something that you can, like, build into your schedule and be, like, Okay, I need to remember before bedtime to ask if he needs a bath or something like that. Because then, like, for me, I end up having mom guilt over baths all the time. Because I don't know why, but I, like, oftentimes forget that it's bath day. And, because we don't have, like, a set day of the week to do baths. It's just every couple of days. Or if he's dirty. 
And so, you know, it gets forgotten, it gets missed, and that's one thing that I end up feeling really guilty about because I'm like, oh, like, that's the one thing. Like, if you're gross and dirty, like, you need a shower, you need a bath. Like, he can't do that himself, and I feel terrible when I forget it, you know? Yeah. Versus, like, if you made the effort to, like, take on some of that burden to remember it, then I might not have to have as much guilt because I'd have trouble remembering. <laughs> yeah. I know we have dad listeners, so it's not it's not an attack on you. It's a suggestion for the all the dads, including you. I'll take it. <laughs> so Okay. What do you do when you're when you're experiencing this guilt feelings? How do you handle it? Um I mean sometimes just a conversation with you is is enough to make me feel better or just like unless I'm like, "Yeah, you fucked up." Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's never never fun, but um Yeah, or just, like, confirmation or validation or whatever you want to call it from him. You know, like, whether yeah. it's just, like, a smile and a hug or making him laugh or what, whatever it may be. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. For me, when I'm feeling mom guilt, I just go and create a podcast or something. <laughs> Oh, the, that's what this is. That is, it is, like, that is a part of what this podcast is here for, because it's, like, I guess when you hear someone else does the same things you do, it kind of makes you feel a little less guilty, too, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, if we have any listeners who forgot it was bath night tonight, now you don't have to feel so bad. <laughs> Because I feel like whenever you screw up, it feels like such a, what's the word, like a, a solitary incident. Like, yeah, it's like shameful and lonely. Yeah, and you think like, oh my gosh, how how could I possibly ever do it? But it's like thousands of other people have done the same exact thing. And I think it's important to be reminded of that sometimes yeah. or a lot of the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. And... My little plug here for all of our mom listeners that, that we do have a Facebook group. It's just called Swearing Mamas. Um, and yeah, that's a part of the reason for that too is so that when we have those moments, we can like just post in there and just if you guys, like if anyone joins that group and you're like, ugh, ladies, I just had the worst day. This, this, and that happened. Like we're there too. Be like, girl, I had done the same thing. Or um, or if you prefer to remain anonymous for your, you know, affirmations, you can um, just message the swearing mama's people and say it and then post it without a name and get feedback that way, too. Yeah, that's true. You can do that, too. Um, or and like if you want to put something if you're not in our group or want to put something on our page, um because our group is only open to moms, but anyone can like the page. And, yeah, we can always make a post like that if you wanted to send it to us or something. Um, 
or email, like we said before, you can send an email. And then the only thing we'll be judging is whatever your email address is. <laughs> <laughs> I almost accidentally just shaded someone's real email address. Can you imagine? I'm glad you didn't. All of our th- hundreds of thousands of listeners would have sent hate. <laughs> oh, man. I've never felt closer to being a cult leader. No? <laughs> you just gave me the most concerned look. Okay, take it back. Uh, No. Anyway, we're talking about parent guilt. <laughs> That's the topic of the episode. Um, but yeah, so I think that's like the biggest thing is just talking to other people. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else that makes you feel better? Alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not good advice either. Sometimes I'm like, no one should have let me have a podcast. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, alcohol can be beneficial. But, I mean, I just think, like, I don't know if it helps in the moment. But next time something comes up, just, like, after it happens, just being reflective on the situation. Yeah. And uh, sometimes, for me, it's like... I I guess it depends the kind of person you are, but for me, I'm the kind of person that, like, does, I want to believe that there's, like, a reason for everything, or there is at least something to gain from everything, so when I have those mistakes and hard moments, thinking, like, well, what did I learn from this, and if I didn't learn anything from this, like, what can I change in my life that will prevent it, um, or how can I receive help that might prevent it from happening in the future, which, like, in the bath example would be, you know, my, my way of receiving help is to say, Seth, can you start checking each night with me or something, you know? Yeah. So, that's kind of something I like to do, but it does take a lot of, you know, just, like, giving yourself grace and just sitting back and being a little introspective, um... But yeah, it's hard. Another thing that I've caught... Oh, this is the worst thing, and I need to stop doing it. But I keep catching myself, calling myself a bad mom, and I'm usually joking. Like, I was in the grocery store with Oliver, and he started signing for a drink, and I didn't bring him a drink. And I said, oh, your bad mom didn't you pack you a drink. And then I just stood there like, this is stupid. Like, I need to not say that because that doesn't make me a bad mom. I just didn't think he would need a drink in the grocery store, you know? I didn't think it was that serious of a trip. So I got him a water bottle. End of story. Like, But I think that um, when you let yourself say things like, I'm a bad mom whether serious or joking, you're, like, conditioning your brain to, you know, be all right with that idea. Yeah, that's no bueno. (laughs) Good input. (laughs) My sage wisdom. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it really sucks. I think guilt is, like, the worst feeling in the world. Um, so... 
we need to like we as a society need to do something about it um because i don't know if this has always been something that parents go through or if it's intensified recently that's something that i kind of like it's why i always ask uh whenever we have guests on who are older like i like to ask them about you know how it was parenting when they were young because um I think especially now with all of the technology we have and everything, we know so much, but we also know so many people's opinions, and it's just so hard, like, it's so hard to block out that feeling, you know? Yeah. Do you ever, like, see other parents on the internet and get, feel jealous or, like, feel inadequate? I don't think so, No. But nice. I, yeah, I mean, I, I also don't really, like, compare my life to people on the internet. God, I thought you were going to say it. I thought you were going to say the thing. I don't know what you're... The t- highlight thing. The, oh. <laughs> what is it that uh, okay. all these pastors say? Don't compare your behind the scenes to their highlight reel. Mm. And a yeah. youth pastor didn't say that. i bet none of you guys have ever heard that one before but uh i mean and i was like half kidding when i said it because it's i mean it's it's very cliche corny thing to say but there also is validity in it and also feel like there's so many versions of that that people have like started saying and thinking like that they're the first person to ever say it and i'm like can you stop (laughs) yeah but anyway, yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, I know that. I know all that, but I still feel that way. Like, when I see moms who have beautiful photo shoots with their newborns and with their children throughout their lives, like, we don't have that. And it makes me wish I had things like that. And, like, for myself, it also makes me feel a little guilty I don't have that, you know, for my family to look back on. Um, it's okay because we have the Oliver Dillon hashtag. Oh God, we sure do. We sure do. There's another baby in there too, though. What the hell? But I'm okay with it. We gotta message them and ask them to change their hashtag. <laughs> and I think they're older than him. But anyway, yeah, there are a lot of. Personally, I feel like there's a bajillion reasons on social media to make you or that make me feel like questioning or inadequate or jealous in some way or whatever. So maybe that's another way that moms experience it more than dads. Although if we have any dad listeners who do experience the that sort of feeling, I would love to hear about it. There is one thing that I just thought of, because for those of you who don't know, I kill bugs for a living, and a lot of the houses that I service are huge, and the people are quite wealthy, and they'll have, I mean, rooms bigger than our bedroom that's just dedicated to, like, a playroom for their kid. And I, I don't feel guilty about it, you know, I don't feel bad that Oliver doesn't have that, but it's like... Man, that would be pretty cool if we we could have something like this for him, you know. And it's yes. it's not like 
I don't feel any type of way about it. It's just, man, man, this would be pretty badass if we could have a setup like this. Yes. I feel you. Um, the most recent thing I saw someone had that I wished we had was, you know those cars kids can drive? Oh, yeah. Uh, they're not new to me, but what's new to me was this mom was, like, just walking and her child was driving that car to the park. Like, it's on a path. There's a trail that goes to the park. They make, like, nice cars. There's, like, Mercedes and Audis well, and Hummers. You don't and have like, a bougie child, okay? I, I, I'm just, It's wild. Like... I think that kid's car was, like, Lightning McQueen or something. That's even cooler. But he literally rolled up to the park. Like, Oliver rolled up to the park in a stroller. This kid rolled up in a car, and I was sitting there like, oh, I wish we had that. I wouldn't even have to push a stroller. <laughs> Actually, I don't think a car would make it up the hills that we have to take <laughs> to get to the our challenging park. slope. <laughs> the challenging slopes. It's not funny. I don't know why you think that's funny. But anyway... So, always get distracted. <laughs> oh yeah, having nice things for your kid. Yes, I feel that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's anything that you should feel guilty or bad about. But I don't know. What do I know? Not a whole lot. That's why I have you on the podcast. Amen. It's a podcast for people. Our actually our catchphrase for this podcast it's swearing mamas. A podcast for people who don't know a lot. I didn't think that was your, uh... We have two. It's, uh, sharing the good, the bad, and the sweary moments of motherhood. And then, when it's not on a podcasting platform, like on, we have t-shirts and stuff, it just says, a podcast for real moms. What do you think of those? I'm a real mom! Damn it! Why are you like this? I thought that was a pretty good Pinocchio. Why are you like this? Stop looking Sleep at me. Sleep deprivation? Stop looking at me. He's really creeping me out. Anyway. So, I feel like I've said anyway. We need an anyway counter in this <laughs> podcast because every episode, it's like way off topic and then, anyway. And yeah... I also think that like second second hand guilt is a thing too. If that oh, if that makes sense, like okay. sounds what, like something made up by a man. But go on. Well, for lack of a better term, I'm just kidding. But uh, just like when I when I see that you're feeling bad about something or that you're having a hard time, and I just don't know like the the right thing to say or the right thing to do to be helpful, like. That then, I, then I start to feel bad because I don't yeah. know how how to improve the situation, and you're upset, and Oliver's screaming or whatever the case may be, and it's just like, oh gosh, what what am I supposed to do right now? I'm screaming, Oliver's crying, or Oliver's screaming, I'm crying. Yeah, it's it's one of those two, or a little bit of both. No. Yes. No, he's joking, guys. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think I think that that can be a little challenging because I, you know, that can like... be a challenging slope. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, I, I when whenever that happens, I just think it's important to just let the other party know that you are there for whatever they may need, and it's important to just be present and 
aware and, and in to the get moment. Me a present. Yeah, and to get you a present. Uh, no, I always benefit. Like you can never tell someone enough that they're a good parent. Like there's never that's never been said too many times to anyone. Absolutely. So that's the one thing that I need to hear when I'm feeling bad about myself in general or my parenting or when I'm feeling stressed out by my kid or anything really or even if I'm having a good fucking day. You can be like, hey, you're having a really good day, but I just wanted you to know you're a good mom, too. It's funny. I was I was just going to say I think it's important to remind the other parents that they're doing a good job. And I, I try to remind you that you're doing a good job, but um, I think it's important for everybody to hear. You're doing a good job. Thank Dad. you. I'm glad you picked up on the cue. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was fishing there, and I'm glad I caught something. Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. I didn't know I married a fisherman. Me. I didn't know you married a fisherman either. Well, call me Jesus, because I'm the fisher of men. Oh, gosh. Should I that's, edit that, that out? That's blasphemy. Oh, God. Don't don't edit of, it out. We're going to lose all of our listeners this episode. Um. Yeah, anyway, it is good. It's important to tell someone they're a good parent. Yeah, even even if it's not your spouse or partner or whoever it may be, like just your your friends who are parents. I think it's you know, it's a good thing just to remind them. Oh, I tell people they're good parents all the time if I believe it to be true. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say cuz as, uh-huh. as, as long as they are good parents, then it's important to remind them. Yeah. Like if I'm not really sure what your deal is, I'm not going to lie to you. But if you just did something that was like, like, I don't, I think it was, I think it was to Sky on Twitter who, when she said that bit about like teaching her daughter how important it is to love herself. Like, I think that's when I said like, oh, you're such a good mom for this. And like, that was true. One, I've caught enough of Sky on Twitter to deduce that she's a good mom, but also, like, just a sentiment like that, just reading that, I'm like, yeah, that's a good mom, because, like, a bad mom would never take the time to, you know, care in that way, so, yeah, moments like those are really important, and everybody, um, just, yeah, tell people they're good parents. Yeah, I think it's important to be uplifting when you're faced with the task as uh, challenging as as parenting is. Or uplifted, I guess, but whatever. Yeah, uplifted. I thought you wanted me to, like, instead of going to sleep, be awake uh, with a bench press. Yeah, I wanted you to be up. Uplifting. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you understood. (laughs) That's why I keep you around. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, I'm definitely not a square. That's why I'm around. Hey, exactly. I don't think... I think we've done so many bad jokes in this episode that I couldn't even have kept a tally. I was trying to think of a good good follow-up joke for that, but um <laughs> To be honest, guys, I had two cups of chamomile tea and I'm feeling a little silly. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> So, anyway, yeah. 
Parenting guilt sucks. In conclusion, it sucks. Um, don't listen to it. Like, whatever it's saying. That's another thing. I don't think we ever really, like, we touched on this, but we didn't fully, like, attack it. Is that, like, the guilt is not based off of something that people usually did wrong. Like, or it's not, like, anything to feel bad about. Like, you're feeling it for probably, like, no reason. Except that's just how you're conditioned to feel. But, like, I mean, there are some things that maybe you should feel guilty about. I can't think of any. But, like, maybe if you, you know, left your kid at home and went to school with no kid in the car. (laughs) You couldn't feel guilty about that. Or if your kid, like, yeah, I don't know, something like that. I can't think of any good examples of being a bad parent. But, um, can you? Uh, I'm I'm sure I could, but, um... I mean, yeah, I got nothing. But if you're, like, obviously being a bad parent, that's one thing. But usually, like, when someone feels that mom guilt feeling, it's not actually something that, like, it's necessarily logical to feel guilty about. So just remember that it's your brain hating you and society um, hating you. Yep. But it's not your kid hating you. And it's not me hating you. You're okay. So, these are the things I try to remember. Yeah, I think it's definitely important to remember that, like, if if you forgot to give him a bath on bath day, or if you didn't play with him when you got home from work, or her, whatever, uh, but, um... Uh, they they still they still love you at the end of the day and i don't think there's anything that's going to change that they still will run to you with open arms going mama no he kind of actually says like bamba yeah Baba. i'm bamba um but sometimes he says mama but it's usually bamba like a kid with like a stuffy nose or something yeah it's cute <laughs> yeah um and also, like, think about or even talk to, like, your closest, most honest girlfriend or, like, your parent or, like, someone that you're close to and trust who's also a parent. Maybe not your spouse. I mean, your spouse is good, too, but I'm just, like, as another device, like, someone who's not your spouse would be good to talk to and, like... If they say they've done it, too, or if they tell you it's okay, it's no big deal, like, you know, that's your moment to kind of realize. But also to, like, realize, would I, okay, like, if, if I was, if my mom told me she did this, would I reprimand her, or would I judge her, or would I tell her she did a bad job? And if the answer is no, then just remember that you deserve the same amount of kindness and grace that she does i think that's a good perspective thanks yeah well this has been great it sure has (laughs) it's my pleasure oh boy uh before we go i felt like that just ended okay we didn't like wrap it up right i was just like talking and then all of a sudden i was like well that was great I think I think it it was a good spot for it to to end. Okay, good. Um that's what she said. Um 
<laughs> Stop making that face all the time at me. But I'm judging you. Oh, my God. See? See what she has to put up with all the time, guys. Oh, stop. He won't stop looking at me, too. Because you're pretty. Aw. And a good mom. Aw, thanks. Uh, Before we go, Seth, what is your parenting tip of the week? Oh my gosh, I am so unprepared. Uh, okay. Let me refer to my notes that I wrote down preparing for this. Oh my god. No, uh, I, this is a pretty simple, dumb, well not dumb, but it's it's a simple thing and somebody has probably already thought of it. But um, Ollie loves spaghetti and we used to cook the whole pot of all the noodles and I'd be standing there for what felt like forever after the noodles were cooked, cutting them up so they're small enough for him to eat. So what we started doing is before they were cooked, they break up a whole hell of a lot easier. So we would, or we do, did it tonight, break up the spaghetti into tiny little noodles and boil him his own little pot of pasta, and it ends up saving a whole lot of time. Yeah, y'all. Yeah, so. And they do make that pot-sized pasta, too, but that's still too long. But it would be less breaking if you guys really want to embrace this. But I think it's blasphemous pot-sized pasta. Like, it needs to be full-length pasta. Don't give me a half a noodle. Yeah. I'm not the toddler here. But maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's a really good trick, I feel like. And also, for whatever reason, whenever he doesn't want to eat the pasta, I'll put one long noodle in my mouth and then (laughs) slurp it up. And then he'll start cracking up and he'll take bites again. So if your kid isn't eating spaghetti, give that a try and see what happens. Aside from your face being covered in sauce. That's also what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I want you guys to know he did actually have notes, and it just says spag nudes. Spag nudes. And that was the note, so. But, yeah, thank you, Seth. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, everyone. In the world. And thank you to the um, Kroger chamomile tea makers. Because it's... I mean, let me give you the simple truth. Oh my god. That stuff is good. <laughs> I think like 90% of our listeners don't get that. Oh my god. By the way, I have to say something. Say it. I recently found out how to like dive deeper into our analytics. Um, and super, super cool. I found listeners from other countries. Hi friends. Um, thank you for joining us. I would list them all, but I, I don't, I, I can't yet figure out if they're, which episodes they, if they're still listening or not. I don't know. I think we have German listeners. If so, please talk to me, please. Oh my God. I started watching dark on Netflix. It's so good. That's all I have to say about the German life. But um, <laughs> but anyway, the important thing here is I realized in the United States, I could look at the specific states now, and I realized I had said a lot of trash about Virginia <laughs> because I don't love it as a state. Um, and then I realized we... <laughs> have had several listeners from Virginia. So I am so sorry, guys, that I have insulted your home. 
I move hope to that a better state. Seth, I'm trying to fix it. Oh, should I not have said that then? I'm trying to fix it. <laughs> I like I said, I don't yet know how to. T- I can see all the people who like have listened. I'm not really sure yet if Virginia people were like, "Wow, fuck this podcast," and left, or if they're still listening. But if you're still listening, thank you. I'm sorry. I love you. Um. And that's just about all I have to say about it, about Virginia. Um, but I would love to hear uh, from you guys any messages where people are from and everything. So send us some love. Do it. Stop hiding. I know where to find you. Generally speaking. I know the region to find you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Damn it. What? I don't know what I was going to say now. Well, that's a personal problem, I believe.